by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday. It's 11 o'clock. And it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. With your host, Armitage. Welcome to this all-live episode of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, but only by the fact that all the music I'm going to play over the course of the next hour was recorded last Saturday at the Windmill in Brixton for Summer Weird Sin Festival, and I'm not broadcasting live, as I normally do. Why? I hear you cry. Well, whilst editing the nine bands into a one-hour slot, it just seemed easier to hit record whilst I was going along. Also tonight as in Friday the 25th, I'm up at the Underworld in Camden to see Junkyard, but with the opening band The Fiasco's on at 6.30, I decided to get the train up, leaving me no time to get home behind the microphone at the appointed, if not allotted, time. So in actual fact, for me, today is Sunday the 20th. For you, Rock Radio UK listeners, it's just after 11 o'clock Friday anyway. Nine bands for eight quid that includes one trip up to the barbecue is a bargain in anybody's book and the weather for once held out as well first band on at four o'clock was london-based band kid slug who were new to me uh, they've been billed as classic sounds reminiscent of dr feelgood elvis presley and Bo diddley with a blistering fast punk rock sound and attitude throwing some social distortion and pretty much sums them up whenever a band opens a relatively small window festival playing at the back of their minds must be will anybody turn up or will we be playing to just the next band who are waiting for us to finish the bar staff and our other halves fortunately as soon as the PA spat into life a very reasonable crowd filled the windmill so much so I had to reposition myself so I could actually see Kid Slug
as you know, Nicotine Pretty were originally booked as the second band on the bill, but sad personal events have led to the band to stop gigging. Hopefully, this is only a temporary measure. The band brought in to replace them were the Blue Carpet Band, who, you are well aware, needed to be crossed off my bands I must see list. They don't look like a group. Instead, they look like a collection of fans from different walks of life that just so happen to like the same band. Imagine the hives, but without the matching wardrobe. I stupidly missed recording the first part of Rock and Roll Carpet as I was busy checking my phone for the Palace Roll. Yeah, we lost 1-0. But at least Brighton didn't win either. The Blue Carpet Band were like watching five sticks of dynamite repeatedly going off all at different times and in all different directions. There were two covers. Uh, the doors break on through. Luckily, the squirrel had yet to arrive because to her, Jim Morrison is, in, is uncoverable. And anybody attempting to do so will be dragged outside where she will beat them to within an inch of their sorry, miserable life. Oh, and the Dead Boy Sonic Reducer, which was done rather well. This may have been the first time that I've seen them, but I can assure you this won't be the last time that I and the Blue Carpet Band shall be sharing a venue. <laughs>
The second band, that I didn't know anything about, was Calva Louise. The band appeared to be a three-piece, but with their own sound man being name-checked as also being their producer and seemingly doing a lot more than getting the balance right, I feel we might just be the fourth member. Vocalist Jess Guitar had more knobs on than I'm sure is legal and an effects board that the Edge would be jealous of. But the sound that she and bassist Alzen produced, with drummer Ben holding together... It's rather spectacular. Surfy guitar sounds and, uh, according to DIY magazine, fast-tempo US punk, but rather the dead Kennedys as opposed to the Ramones. number four was White Ape who was the first band I didn't connect with as much as I thought I was going to I don't know why because a band that purports to be a musical fist fight between Johnny Rotten Rockabilly The Fall with big melodic choruses and enormous hooks should be right up my street Sunday morning I scooted over to their band campsite and enjoyed all seven tracks that are spread over the band's two EPs, Ape from August last year and Drone Clones Ramones from February of this. Sometimes things just don't click first time around. Next time, however, this is the live version of Courtney Love Will Tear Us Apart, the studio version of which can be found on Ape.
certainly did click for me along with a great swathe of those who were also at the windmill were the fiascos who hit the stage like four alcoholics who have just heard last orders being rung that's not to say they're in a panic with loose chains rolling all over the floor as they fought to buy the last round but they exude the same sense of urgency as the band was setting up guitarist and one of the three vocalists richie seemed perturbed that the house of vox amp that he was assigned was lacking in the distortion of the department fortunately mr Soundman worked his magic and for us out front all sounded well i mean if it was good enough for the beatles as i mentioned on last week's show the fiascos have just released their third double a sided single of which this track inspiration isn't one of them
was expecting things to calm down with the empty page, who I last saw supporting the role models at the Black Heart last August. But this wasn't the case. Not as immediately power pop as the fiascos per se, but power pop nonetheless. As their Bandcamp site quite rightly says, fuzz pedals, bruised melodies, loud, quiet, loud and smiles. At the end of the set, there were plenty of smiles. <laughs> City Rockers I've read loads about in the music press and from the full page ad on the back of a classic rock for the Lemon album I imagine them to be by now on the same level as say uh, the Manic Street Preachers so I was surprised that the band weren't headlining though it has to be said I've never knowingly heard a Ming City Rockers song and to be honest after Saturday's set yeah, I don't think I'll be actively seeking out their back catalogue anytime soon I just found them too samey Vocalist guitarist Claney Jones seemed to begin each song with This is a song about insert subject matter here before the rest of the band launched into said song with Claney sounding like 
how I imagined a singing, guitar-wielding John Cooper client to sound. New bassist Harvey Beck needs special mentions in Dispatches. It looks like he has been schooled in the class of John B. Sparks. All he needed was the flares and the moustache, and he would have been a Dr. Feelgood shoeing. Great stuff. Ming City Rockers ended with them dropping, dumping their instruments of choice onto the floor and bowling straight off the stage through the audience. I know I'm old, but I've seen all that before. Good luck to them on all that, but probably more suited to the youth of today and not this old jaded punk. Cheers. time I featured the Sly Persuaders before on the Paranoid Squirrel was on episode 535 at the beginning of the year after they used Kickstarter to fund their debut self-titled album which was released in February. The track I played was Watch and Learn which I believe I said at the time had the dirtiest bass sound since Lemmy first discovered Distortion with the beginning sounding almost like a half-speed Method to our man is by Lords of the New Church. Live, the Sly Persuaders don't sound as fucked up as I claimed, although they should, which I actually meant as a compliment. Super distorted fuzz surf guitars? Yeah, most definitely. Hello, we're the Sly Persuaders. Over here. 
fly. Persuaders next gig is at the Shackwell Arms on the 7th of September if you just so happen to be in London. I first saw Los Pepes at the much-missed pipeline just along the road from Liverpool Street train station supporting the hip priests and the sick livers back in 2014. Now that was a line-up and a half. And I just could not believe that I hadn't heard of them before. It was like greatness had just materialised out of nowhere in front of me. So much so that both the squirrel and I bought everything musical that the bad had to offer from the merch table. Since then, Los Pepes have released three albums in the shape and form of Los Pepes for Everyone, all over now and this year's Let's Go. The band proclaim to be possibly the loudest power pop band on the earth and with vocalist guitarist Ben starting off their set with we are Los Pepes and we play rock and roll you know that the battle lines have been drawn and which side you should be on if you're interested and I know you are Los Pepes have just been added to the bell rays bill at the Camden Assembly on the 10th of October so that's it for another week and even though for me it's still Sunday the 20th and I've got well, over 10 days to prepare for episode 568 rest assured The grass will not be growing under my feet, as I've already got a shed load of music already lined up to impart with you. Until then, though, take it easy.